Hello everyone, it's your boy Migs here again, and I am back with another episode of the Planet Boomers podcast. So this one is for the game that Boomers played against Mazatlan that happened over the week, and it was on Wednesday, but um, during the week I have to work and have kids to take care of, so I couldn't get to recording this until Saturday, and I thought I might as well just do it today since there's a game tomorrow as well. So uh, before we get into all that, um, I just want to go over the lineup here. Let me get that pulled up here. The game did did end up um, 1-1, but man, was it packed at the stadium in uh, Ciudad Universitaria. I mean, it was crazy packed. There was pretty much people everywhere and it was like a party the fans never stopped singing um it was like a celebration it was incredible and this game was the debut of uh danny alvis so it was very exciting to see danny alvis play uh for pumas his first game ever for the team so uh he didn't actually do too bad so good for him so anyway let's start off with the starting 11 so from what I could tell, it was a 4-3-3, um, or maybe it was a, a 4-2-3 and then 1. So at times it felt like uh, Danny Alves was in the middle of midfield, but also kind of pushing upwards as a right wing. Um, and then it felt like Gustavo Del Prete was on the left side sometimes, and then I'm sorry, not Gustavo Del Prete, but Eduardo Salvio was on the left side, and then Gustavo Del Prete through the middle. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, I can't really get a good uh, concrete lineup, so I'm just going to go with the 4-3-3, um, four center back, four uh, defense defenders, three midfielders, and then three attackers. So in goal, you had Julio Gonzalez, who um, had a few uh, moments where he looked a little nervous. Um, there was one in particular where... Mazatlan had scored a goal, but it was ruled for offside, um, and the ball went up in the air before getting scored, and it looked like Julio Gonzalez wanted to come out for it and then doubted himself and then didn't, and then the ball came to the Mazatlan player and who ended up scoring, but thankfully it was offside, so not a whole lot there. Um, he did all right. I, other than that, I, I'd say he was all right. Um, still kind of seems like he's a little tipsy-turvy. I don't know what you all think, but uh, hopefully he did you know, raises his level of playing and uh, hopefully doesn't get benched. But anyway, the back four was um, Herod Rodriguez as the left back, uh, Nico Freire as the center back and our captain, uh, Arturo Ortiz finally coming back into the side as the right center back, and then Pablo Benevendo as the right back. So um, Herod Rodriguez uh, did okay. Um, I don't really like seeing, him as a, like seeing him as a left back. I'd rather see him more as a as a winger. Um, but he did all right. He can center the ball pretty well, and he had a couple centers here and there where that looked kind of good. Um, but other than that, I mean, he looked okay. Oh, and then there was also another shot where he uh, where he uh, got the ball, and he shot at goal with his right foot, and it went wide. <laughs> pretty pretty bad shot, honestly. But other than that, he did okay. Um, reminder that Adrian Alrete will be out for suspension uh, this this past game and then the next one, which is against Monterrey, which is tomorrow at 1 p.m. So um, it'll be interesting to see what Lilini does, um, if he'll keep on with Herod Rodriguez as the left back or if he'll try Chispa Velarde or maybe 
you know, he'll surprise us all, and, and we'll see um, Oliver Perez, who is the Youth Academy product, um, who played a little bit last last season. But anyway, let's move on. So um, Nico Freire, our captain, I felt like he played really good. Um, he did really well, apart from scoring the equalizer at the last minute. Um, I felt like he had a solid game, passed and uh, participated in the team play really well. Um, so overall, really good uh, performance by him. He actually made it into the starting 11 of the league uh, for this past match week. So that was really good. And then uh, Arturo Ortiz um, you know, came back into the side after coming back from an injury. Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to see him this game. Um, and we were hoping that if we did see him this game that he didn't get um, injured again because there was a possibility that his injury could um, uh, surface again and he'd have to miss even more time, which would have been detrimental for the team. So he did really well. I really liked him. Um, you know, he was participative in, in, in uh, defensive plays and as well as attacking played plays he played a few long balls that were really really good um so really glad to have to have him back and hopefully he is here to stay for the rest of the season and doesn't get injured again because boy do we need him he brings a lot of stability to the team um and uh and the defensive line too and then at the right back position pablo benevendo played uh he did okay uh, too i guess um not too bad um uh, pretty average game from him we didn't Pumas didn't really use the um fullbacks as as avenues of attacks I don't know if all of you noticed that but um usually uh, the fullbacks play a more of a central role into the team and this time it was more of a possession type type of game where a lot of the game flowed through the middle of the park and not so much the left back and right back positions so not a whole lot from him he did okay um, and then up in the midfield three, we had Leonel Lopez, Igor Meritao. Uh, Leonel Lopez did really well. Um, you know, he's always plays really well for the team, I feel. Um, does a really good job. Um, is a great passer of the ball. Um, overall, really good. You know, he came out, uh, I believe it was the um, 83rd minute from Marco Garcia. And we'll touch on the subs here in a little bit once we get through the starting eleven. So, yeah, overall, pretty good game from Leonel Lopez. Uh, and then Igor Meritao, again, pretty good player. Um, consistently been playing well for the last few games here. Um, a really good box-to-box midfielder. He's all over the place. Um, this time was no different. He uh, played really well. He came out, I believe it was the... Um, let me double-check. Came out on the 67th minute for Diogo de Oliveira. And then finally... Uh, for the midfield three, we get to Danny Alves. Danny Alves uh, made his debut with the number 33 shirt. Um, and, and it was a really solid debut. Uh, disappointed that Pumas couldn't come away with the win, but really pleased to see how well he's adapted to not only the team and the country, but the altitude. Because as all as all you know, uh, playing in Mexico City is is, uh, is a huge difference because, the, because of the altitude. Um and a lot of players have trouble adjusting to the altitude uh, when they first get here. Um, you know, you, you can look at Salvio for that, Del Prete for that. It took them a couple, couple weeks to get adjusted. But um, yeah, Danny Alves looked in great shape. I know he hasn't been training with the team officially for the last couple months, but he looked incredible for thirty-nine years old. Uh, he he looked really good. Um, played really well participated really well he had a long uh a free kick that was parried by the by Viconis the Mazatlan goalkeeper 
um, that looked like it went with a lot of power. Um, you know, I'm glad that uh, having a player of this uh, stature doesn't uh, mean that he'll come in with a big ego. Um, you know, there was word that he was uh, offered to ride in a private uh, vehicle as opposed to the team bus that most of the that all of the other players ride in, and he chose to ride in the team bus. Um, so he looks like he's fitting in real well here at Pumas, and, and that's really good to see. So, you know, apart from playing really well, he actually got his first assist, 90th minute, uh, corner kick from uh, he assisted uh, Nico Freire and uh, got the assist to uh, tie up the game. And so that we didn't lose our undefeated streak. <laughs> um, and then up top. So you had uh, Gustavo Del Prete, Juan Dineno, and then Salivio. Del Prete did all right. I mean, I don't think he was really played in his position a whole lot, which was, you know, as a second striker or almost as a attacking midfielder. Um, he played off on the wing most of the time, I feel like. And he did pretty good. For all things considered, not his uh, actual position, but you know, did all right for himself. Um, and then Juan Dineno um, did okay for himself as well. Uh, didn't score any goals, um, but I don't feel like his game was all that bad. Honestly, he had seventy-five um, percent of accurate passes, nine out of twelve completed. Um, he won two ground duels out of four. He won. He won three aerial duels out of seven and he lost possession seven times he fouled he was he was fouled once and fouled him and fouled once as well um he had how many three clearances well so yeah not too bad from him um but you know still going on a on a streak of not scoring uh, from open play, he scored a uh, via penalty, I think, against Nikaksa. But other than that, he hasn't been able to score from open play, which I know must be getting to him. But not too bad from from his end. And then Salvio, Salvio, who played all right too. I, I feel like he did pretty good. Um, looks like he attempted ten dribbles, uh, successfully completed three, had eighty three touches. He missed one big chance, uh, had two key passes, had uh, six attempted long balls, uh, which to he completed three. Ground duels was uh, 17, which he completed four. Didn't win any aerial duels. Uh, he sent in nine crosses, uh, which none of them were on target. He lost possession 33 times. Wow, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Um I'm going to be honest, the uh the attackers haven't been on on their best form, I'd say. Um there's a lot of missed opportunities still. Um it feels like the, the once these front three uh guys can uh really get into sync, I feel like there's going to be um a goals galore, <laughs> you know, if they can get going. But anyway, before we get into that, um, let's go ahead and, and take a look at the substitutes. So Efrain Velarde came in at the 66th minute for Gerald Rodriguez. Did all right for himself, too. Um, not a whole lot to say on that end. Uh, Marco Garcia came in at the 83rd minute. Did okay, too, I guess. Uh, not a whole lot from him that I could see, anyway. And then Diego de Oliveira came in for um, Meritao, which um, was all right, too. I feel like uh, when... Meditao, you know, is taken off, you know, it seems like the midfield kind of gets um, disorganized and can sometimes feel 
that his la- his presence is lacking in the midfield. So not a big fan of taking him out, but I understand, you know, sometimes uh, the players get uh, get tired and need to come out, or maybe he had a knock, I'm not sure. Maybe it was just tactical, who knows. But uh, not too bad game from Diego de Oliveira coming in as a, as a substitute. Um, there's been a lot of talk of having him replace Juan Dineno as the striker up top, and um, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that. He, he has scored a couple of times already, and um, hasn't done too bad for himself. But anyway, let's go ahead and, and get into the actual game itself. So uh, the game, like I said, was played mainly as a possession-based team, and, and a lot of the times you see uh, Andres Linini's team um, play at a counterattack, but this time was different. Pumas had 60% of the ball, to Mazatlan's 40%. And um, Pumas had 20 shots total. And eight of those were on target. Nine of those was, were off target. Um, and three of those were blocked. Mazatlan only had seven shots total. And only one was on target. And that one was a goal. <laughs> Incredible. Honestly, like I was saying, um, the attacking options haven't been scoring a whole lot, and it seems like they're a little out of sync. I know that a lot of it relies solely on Juan Dineno, and he's just been on a streak of not being able to score from open play, and I think probably the pressure is getting to him a little bit. Um, like I said earlier, there was some talk or some talk amongst fans uh, suggesting that maybe Diego de Oliveira should come into the center position, the center striker position. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea. Um, I think Diogo brings a lot to the team, a little different than um, Juan. But um, I don't think Andres Lini is going to go for it. I think Juan has the confidence of the coach and has been here for a long time, has seniority. Um, I don't think uh, he's going to be benched anytime soon. Um, I think eventually he will find his form and he'll be scoring again like he did um, last season in the CONCACAF Champions League. But remember last season as well, he kind of had a bit of a dry spell in the league too. But I'm sure he'll be back to um, his old ways here shortly. So um, we'll just have to keep uh, going with him because he's uh, he's given us a lot. So I you know, can't fault him for all that. Um, let's take a look at any other statistics here. Let's take a look at uh, some matches here. So Pumas, in the last four matches here... Has only once won once, so um, the remainder of those have been uh, ties. You got a one-one draw, one-one draw, two-two draw, and then the most recent one was a three-nil victory for Pumas. So, yeah, we haven't had the best of luck with Mazatlan for some reason, and and they haven't playing been playing all that well. I want to say, but uh, their defenders were on point this uh, game. Not gonna lie. Um, the likes of Nestor Vidrio, Viconis was also the goalkeeper. He was also really well. Uh, Alanis was doing really well. That backline played really well. Um, so you know they played their they played a really good uh, defensive game. And so um, in the standings, that leaves Pumas in the seventh position, and Mazatlan is in. Let me double check here. They are in 17th position, so second to last, and we couldn't win against them. That's a little disappointing. Honestly, I thought that we could have, you know, really run house, run rampant 
on them this game. Um, we definitely could have scored at least three goals. Maybe we should have actually scored three goals. But anyway, that's in the past, you know, whatever. Um, so Pumas is actually the only team that's undefeated in the league. Everyone else has lost. Um, you know, even though we're undefeated, we have tied four times and only won once this season. Um, but, you know, depending on how you, your perspective is, undefeated is, is something good and it, it adds motivation to the players so we'll see how how long we can keep this um undefeated streak going it is really nice to see that uh the team you know even if they're not firing on all cylinders isn't doing terribly um i honestly expected a little more from the team but we did bring in quite a lot of new players and i'm assuming it's probably taken some time to adapt to everybody's styles of play and things like that but um you know Undefeated in the league is is not easy, as you can see here. <laughs> so um, that's good good to hear. Um, other than that, um, the game itself, like I said, was really dominated by Pumas the whole game. Um, we had clear opportunities of scoring, which were not taken advantage of. Um, you know, when the goal came on the Mazatlan end, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, one shot the whole game. What what felt to me was one shot, and my initial reaction was one shot the whole game, and they score. And um, Pumas did keep trying. They they did. They they didn't give up, but um, they could not um, seem to find that equalizer until the last minute, um, which, you know, it, uh, that corner that was awarded that led to the goal, that was not... Uh, uh, a corner that should have been um, awarded to Pumas because um, it came off of Juan Dineno's uh, knee. So um, it's really crazy that, that that was awarded to us and, and then that ends up scoring. You know, I say it's crazy because um, I did hear a lot of people um, complaining and moaning and griping about, you know, Pumas should not, not have gotten that opportunity, should have uh, been, a, been a loss for Pumas. But um I don't know if it's just me or not, but uh, I feel like a lot of the times the refereeing decisions end up going against us. Um, There have been a lot of notorious um, instances where that's happened, and I think it's nice to finally win one at least, you know, out of the 30, maybe 40 uh, (laughs) bad choices that were ruled against us, you know, one once in a while isn't bad. So all in all, very lucky, I'd say, to get the draw. Um, you know, if we had lost against Mazatlan, I feel like there would have been some questions asked about the, um, the how the team has been performing and, and Lenini. So I'm glad. I'm really glad that, you know, we didn't lose. So um, like I said, the next game is against Monterrey. That is tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pretty even game, I'd say, uh, between the two. I think Monterrey is doing pretty well at the moment. If, yeah, they're second in the league right now so they're coming off of uh four wins and one loss where we're coming off of four draws and one win so it'll be interesting to see how we line up and um and see how the game goes Monterrey is definitely not an easy opponent by any means so we'll see how it goes uh, hopefully we can snap a victory although I'm on if I'm being honest I'm thinking this will probably end in a draw but let's hope that it ends in a victory and um, we keep the undefeated streak at the very least going, right? <laughs> Other than that, I also did want to touch on some of the top performing players for the league this season. Um, and at the top, at number one, you'll, you'll, um, 
you'll see that Leonel Lopez has done really well, I feel like. Um, in my opinion, he's done really well. Um, played really well all all season long so far. I think his contract is coming due next year, so I think he's got a, one year left on his contract. I'm hoping that we can renew his contract because he's been, he's been really good. I really like his style of play, and he brings a lot to the team, a lot of creativity to the team. And then I feel like the next player that uh, has done really well, in my opinion, has been Nico Freire. Um, I feel like as much as he gets beat up um, by a lot of our fan base, I feel like he's a pretty solid defender most of the time. I feel like he um, does really well, um, really consistent, I feel. And then I feel like the other player that has done really, really well um, has been Igor Meritao. Oh, man, he has... When you think of where he came from, you know, the, the inferior divisions of Brazil to where he's at now and how much he's been able to, um, you know, rise, you know, in, in, in terms of quality and his um, individual performance, it's been crazy. I mean, I don't really know how good this guy can get, but he's looking like he can get pretty good. So, you know, I feel like those are the three players of the tournament so far for myself. I don't know if I said top 10 earlier, but... I'm not going to do top 10 because I just feel like I'd just be going on on some players that haven't done a whole lot. So I'll just stick with the top three. And then another thing that I wanted to recommend to all of you guys um, is um, if you haven't seen uh, Efraín Velarde's uh, YouTube channel, Casa Velarde, or I think that might be the name of his show. Um, but either, either way, he had uh, Andres Lilini on the show uh, on his YouTube channel. And it's really interesting. Um, I did not know that Lilini's uh, current wife is Russian. He has Russian kids. And he can actually speak Russian pretty well, according to him. So it was pretty interesting to, to see that, to hear that. Um, they, they talk about a lot of things, um, a lot of um, Lilini's journey through, um, you know, what's brought him here today. And he, he talked about when he went, he was um, in Moscow. I think it's CSK Moscow, um, the name of the team and how he was the um, youth academy coach for them, and how he really enjoyed it over there. So it was really interesting. I, I knew that he had um, that he was in the youth academy for Morelia, Monarcas Morelia, who is now no longer that team. And I knew he had some other instances. Another, um, I think he had some other experiences. I don't recall where he said exactly, but I did not know that he was in Moscow uh, for a few years. I don't know entirely sure how many years, but um, yeah. He met his wife is Russian, his kids are Russian, and he can speak Russian. It's pretty crazy. I think it's pretty interesting. He also talks about how he um, was in the uh, youth academy, uh, the head of the youth academy for um, Boca Juniors. It's crazy. Um, yeah, they talk about a lot of things on his uh, show, interview, podcast, whatever you want to call it. It's on YouTube, Casa Velarde, so go check it out. I think you'll like it. It is in Spanish, so if you don't speak Spanish or if you don't understand it, it might be a little difficult to get the point across but i feel like it was a really interesting interview and i feel like lini is just a overall interesting person really like the guy so um yeah check that out you might like it other than that i mean i don't have a whole lot more to talk about uh this is kind of a short episode just because tomorrow monterey plays against pumas and then i'll hopefully try to record something either that sunday or that following monday well yeah, I think Monday could probably be doing. I was thinking to myself because I have to 
travel for work, unfortunately, for three days, and I was thinking I wouldn't be able to, but I think I should be able to make it happen. So uh, if all things go well, hopefully I don't have to stay too long at work after hours and all that stuff, but yeah. So like I said, it's been your boy Migs, uh, the host of the Planet Boomers podcast. Please consider following us on Twitter uh, at planet underscore Pumas and, um, you know, follow us there for some tweets and some updates on the team. You know, um, we are, um, uh, you know, a cover, a a fan coverage team, whatever you want to call it, that is exclusively in English. Um, when I began to think about how I wanted to do this, you know, I thought to myself, well, there's already a bunch of, um, outlets out there that talk about Pumas you know how am I going to make this unique and I thought to myself you know what I don't see a whole any English um, coverage over the team and we have some English speakers who um, either Spanish isn't their first language or they aren't Mexican or international fans so you know I thought that this would be a good way to do it and um, hopefully it works out But for now, I'm just doing it for fun. Well, anyway, it's been your boy Migs. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. um, And I'll see you guys tomorrow or Monday. Have a good one. Peace.